Welcome to another mini pod with Beyond Camp. Cass and I are here today to talk to you about consent and boundaries and what these mean during a pandemic and how it all relates back to camp. Welcome to Beyond Camp, a podcast for summer camp directors and leaders by Go Camp Pro. Beyond Camp explores the intersection of camp and the rest of our lives. Camp professionals know that all aspects of our lives affect our camp experience. And Beyond Camp is here to dive into the messy, brave, and joyous conversations that surround that fact. Check out our show notes at gocamp.pro slash beyondcamp. How's it going, Cassie? It's pretty good today. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm excited to talk about this exercise because, or about consent and boundaries, because I really feel like it's just a, the pandemic is a giant exercise in consent and boundaries. Um, and I've been yeah. wanting to rant about this for a while. So this is perfect. <laughs> this is exciting then. Um, we always talk before these two. So like, it just builds us right up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I haven't had an extra cup of coffee today, but I think we'll uh, get through it. I've been trying to restrain my caffeine intake so I don't just get rambly on the podcast. Um, I digress though. Cassie, why don't you start us off with some definitions? Yeah. So consent is the permission for something to happen or agreement to do something, which is in my mind a little bit straightforward and simple and that there's more to it than that. So I found an acronym because, you know, all great things come with a cap with an acronym. And, you know, we always learn those from the one and only Beth Allison. Exactly. Acronyms on everything makes life better. Um, so the acronym is FRIES. So whether you like your fries from McDonald's or Burger King, doesn't matter. Get your fries out. F is for freely given. So the person is willing and able to give their consent. Reversible. They have the choice and ability to retract to their statement and their consent at any time. It is informed. They have all the information they need to make the decision for themselves. It is enthusiastic. They're excited for this. If they're not excited, it's not consent. And it is specific. So it is clearly stated what they are giving consent for. Awesome. I like that. And what a great acronym. I feel like that's perfect for camp. Now, what about boundaries? Boundaries. That's a great one. Give me one second. I feel like these things, like they're so applicable to camp um, and our everyday world. And I feel like the pandemic is just giving us a chance to practice these. Um, and I feel like we often practice them at camp and now we're bursting that bubble around camp and practicing them in day-to-day life. Yeah. So a boundary is a line that marks the limits of an area or a limit of a subject or sphere of activity, which again, seems pretty, I want to use the word basic because when I think about boundaries, I think about emotional boundaries and there isn't always a clearly defined line. For sure. Let's start with physical because I feel like that sometimes that's easiest for folks to wrap their heads around. So we have physical consent um, and physical consent is like, please don't touch me. Please don't come near me. Like I need that permission. And I think we often practice it at camp, you know, it's really easy to practice it at camp, for example, like, can I adjust your harness? It's asking before you do these things. Like, can I fix your life jacket? Can I put sunscreen on you? Can I fix your hat? You know, it's, yeah, it's becomes common practice in our lives, right? Like anytime before we engage with a camper, we're asking like, can we do mm-hmm. this? And we teach that to our staff as well. Um, and I directed an all girls camp. And I would say to my staff, it's so important because imagine being taught from a young age as a female uh, person, imagine being taught from a young age that you had the choice to say no to somebody when they wanted 
to touch you or be in your personal space. And like, what a powerful thing that would be. And I always found that that really resonated with my staff, um, that we were teaching like young girls, like six, seven years old, that they had the option to say no. And that we would respect that. Like if they said no, then we wouldn't touch them. Um, Yeah. I think that's such a powerful life lesson. I think one of the ones where that kind of comes into play in my mind is, you know, as you're growing up and you're with family and it's like, go give everyone hugs and kisses for Mm -hmm. the night. Right. It really kind of, kind of just sparks a little bit of like, what if they don't want to? Mm -hmm. And well, and like on that note, um, most cases of uh, sexual abuse with children happens from somebody that they know. mm -hmm. So, uh, physical consent is incredibly important. Um, and I think physical boundaries comes into play with that as well. Yeah, for sure. Like they're learning where that line is, it's going to be different for each person too. And mm-hmm. they, it might, you know, depend on where they are that day, what physical space they're in. Are they in their own home? Are they at school? Are they at camp? What, what is the physical space they're in? And that I kind of refer to it as my personal bubble. Where how big is your bubble today? Yeah, and your bubble is always going to be bigger depending on who the person is or just like how you're feeling that day, um, how comfortable you are. Um, Some people are more huggy than others. Um, And so I think physical consent really ties into the pandemic and that suddenly the actions that we take directly affect other people's health. So we're constantly being like, hey, um, what are you comfortable with? Like, are you comfortable with, you know, hanging out in person without masks? Are you comfortable with hanging out in general? We're, we're constantly checking in for boundaries and consent um, around that. Um, and then you mentioned emotional um, boundaries and emotional consent. Why don't you take a turn at that? Yeah. I think this is even j- just as much, if not more important than, Uh, physical consent because our emotions play such a big role in everything. And I think even more now that we're in the, in a pandemic because we all feel differently about it and we have a right to those emotions and we have a right to share what we want to share and not share what we don't want to share. And that'll again, I think differ by person who you're having a conversation with and you know, where you might be for that day. Like, where are you at on that spectrum of, how am I feeling today? What do I want to share? Mm-hmm. So let me just pull out my soapbox here and uh, talk about how this all relates to the pandemic. And I've touched on this a little bit, but I think the pandemic is a giant exercise in consent and boundaries. And it's really hard for mm-hmm. people who aren't actively uh, versed in these and that don't regularly practice them. Because now... Um, I'm in Toronto, Canada, and every interaction that I have with somebody outside of my household is an exercise in this. So I might call up a friend and be like, hey, how are you doing today? Are you comfortable meeting up? Oh, you are? Okay, great. How do you feel about meeting at a park? Would you like us to stay masked? Are you okay with going to a patio? Did you want to grab coffee? Should we bring our own coffee? Every little interaction is, you know, asking for consent and finding out where people's boundaries are. But it also means that people have to get very good at communicating their clear boundaries. And I'm still having a hard time with this when I want to say to somebody, actually, you know, like I'm not sitting on patios right now. Like me and my family like aren't comfortable with this. Um, and then I have to like deal with that person's emotions because they aren't respecting that boundary that I've set. And so we're having to practice both setting boundaries and respecting other people's boundaries, especially when we don't agree with those boundaries around something like a pandemic, which we're all actively living in and are, understanding and how it affects us all is very different person to person. And so we constantly 
have to practice this. Um, and then we also have to like define our boundaries when we're out in the grocery store now. Like, oh, like I'm going to step back from you. Like we're so aware of that physical boundary around us, which is brand new. Um, and then finally with the emotional boundaries and consent, you know, I, I try to say to people like, hey, how are you feeling today? Like, can we chat about COVID? Can we chat about the news before I just let unload the statistics from the four news conferences I've watched today on them? Because um, turns out that really stresses people out, uh, which is totally reasonable. And so asking consent from people and knowing where their boundaries are with those things is really important as we all try to figure out how we're getting through this stressful time. Yeah. And I think it's also really important to note that you need to ask that consent every single time Mm -hmm. because one day they might say yes they might not be ready to say yes the next day and to really live in that moment of and practice that maybe this is something we needed a wake-up call on to Mm -hmm. really make it part of our culture to confirm with people and to ask people where they're at and how much they're willing to engage in in the given moment yeah, I think so. In terms of like being aware of like how full people's buckets are and how the emotional capacity they have for things, I think it's been a fantastic exercise in that to be able to be like, hey, like, do you have the ability to chat about this? And I found that a lot of my friends are doing it with things not COVID related, but just like other stressful situations. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a friend who's, excuse me, getting married. And so she often, you know, like it's stressful to get married during COVID. Um, and so I'll reach out and be like, hey, did you want to talk about this? Like, can I ask you questions about this? Or is today not a good day? Um, or she might come to me and be like, oh, like, are do you have the bandwidth for me to like unload a couple things? And it's created this great relationship where we're constantly checking in. And it doesn't take a lot, but it just makes you aware. And sometimes I'm like, you know what, like I'm, I'm swamped with work. I'm super stressed. I just like don't have the capacity right now. Yeah, I think it would even be really beneficial to give people the language to do that, to be like, I don't have the space and capacity to do this right now. Because sometimes finding those words in the moment is hard, especially as like, I think as camp professionals where we're always like givers and we like to give and we like to just sit and listen to people. We need to almost have a flashcard with some of those words in our back pocket so that we can help remember them. And, you know, for camp folks, as we're going through this time and a lot of people are like, they're worried about 2021, they're worried about their careers, they're worried about their businesses, you know, the list of the list of concerns goes on and on. Um, And each one just as valid as the one before and the one after. I think it's important that we be aware of how much we're adding to other people's plates um, because you're feeling stressed and so is the next person. And just checking in with them and being like, is now a good time? Like, can I call you and cry to you? Like, because that's what I need right now. But will that be too draining on you? Um, and that person can freely consent to be like, yeah, like right now I have the capacity to handle this. Um, or, you know, maybe they're like at their tipping point and you asking for their consent is enough for them to be like, I, like, I'm sorry, I just can't right now. And it's not that they're a bad friend or a bad professional. They're just like, their plate is overflowing, overfilling, overflowing, overflowing, Rachel. That's the phrase. <laughs> is that, I think they're all great. They all worked. Great. <laughs> You were filling a vessel of some sort. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, I think like, I keep thinking back as we're talking about this. I had a friend call me a couple weeks ago, maybe a week ago. I don't know. And I was like, hey, what's up? And when I picked up and she's like, do you have time? And I was like, right now, I actually only have 10 minutes. And, you know, in 10 minutes, we wrapped up and it was done. And it was, you know, such a clear communication of this is what I have right now. And she was unable to unload get everything out and then 
we uh, picked up another time later where we could chat about it a little bit further. And, you know, we teach our kids about this all the time. We train our staff on it. It's time for us to start using these skills with each other because it also means that when we're able to ask consent and have clear boundaries around time, like you had those 10 minutes, Mm -hmm. I feel like it allows for freer conversation and for more in-depth conversation because you know that the other person has the capacity to take it on. They've set aside that time. You don't have to feel guilty about doing that unloading or that venting session. um, And the other person knows that they're in a space to receive it as well. Yeah. And just knowing that it's okay to say no right now. And I don't have that capacity to do this or decline the phone call and send a quick message back saying, I don't have time or not responding at all. That's okay too. Just know that that other person might need some space. Yeah. Clear boundaries, folks. Um, They're needed, even though we're not physically seeing each other um, in many ways, they're still, still so needed. This is a wonderful conversation today, Rachel. I really enjoyed it. Uh, But we are out of time for today, even though I'm sure we both want to keep going. (laughs) Um, So thank you again, everyone, for listening. And we'll see you in a couple weeks. Thanks for tuning into this episode. Beyond Camp is a part of Go Camp Pro and the Go Camp Pro Podcast Network. Find a podcast for camp professionals of every age and stage at gocamp.pro slash podcast. Thanks for listening, friends. Hey Camp Pros, we love that our industry is built on sharing. In order to foster that spirit, if you've gotten even one good idea from a Go Camp Pro podcast, masterclass, from the Summer Camp Professionals Group, a conference, or wherever else, we ask that you give credit where credit is due. That way, it'll encourage Camp Pros to keep freely sharing their ideas and make the camp industry as a whole better.